Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, so we are back. Welcome to another show. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Hi, Shira. Hi, Ryan. Can I tell you something? Of course. I I don't know if this is like something like that happens to you when you get older, but like... As your resident old person. (laughs) And I thought you were the perfect candidate to ask. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was watching um, Love on the Spectrum last night. Do you know what that show is? I've heard of it. I have not watched it. And I feel like as I get older, I am um, able to like literally boo-hoo sob at the drop of a hat over anything. And I was like, is this just because I'm getting older? What does that really mean? Because I used to like pride myself being like, it takes me so hard to cry. But now... One kiss of a one emotion of just seeing a beautiful couple saying how passionate and in love they are. I am boohooing. All right, so here's the, the thing. One, yeah, as you get older, actually your testosterone decreases. Did you okay, know you that? didn't have to make this a science thing. So anyway, that, that is one thing. Because like my not my I was gonna say nine year old stepdad. Sorry, he might be listening in Hawaii. He's eighty. Uh, he's much more sensitive than he was when he was younger. Oh really? At any rate. Uh, and also, I think that you're just like you go to therapy. You're getting more connected to your emotions, I cried so all much that. Last night. And then you're also, I think, w- now in a place where you want that. So you're able to recognize what that is. Well, more. I mean, I don't necessarily. I mean, well, I don't want to say that because it may be awful. But either way, okay. I just it's something so pure and innocent about that show and the fact yeah. that they are just wanting to find love that just really struck a nerve and just made me out here cry. I Listen, was like, I love a G. I love me uh, an emotional Ryan, emotional, sensitive Ryan, softening the edges. No, I'm over it. Let's uh, get started with the show, <laughs> huh? <Moving> on. <laughs> Lots coming up, including uh, one woman who's sharing how her vegan diet has made her sex life better. I'm interested to know more about this. We could all use some tips. Okay. Plus, what Lil Nas X wants from more gay artists. That's the tea report in a moment. First, let's get into so much trending this hour, though. Uh, It's the anniversary of the insurrection, January 6th. I cannot believe it. President Biden spoke and seemed to slam Donald Trump, although not by name, on the one-year anniversary, saying American democracy is at stake. For the first time in our history, the president had not just lost an election, he tried to prevent the peaceful transfer of power as a violent mob breached the Capitol. But they failed. They failed. This wasn't a group of tourists. This was an armed insurrection. They weren't looking to uphold the will of the people. They were looking to deny the will of the people. 
They were looking to uphold. They weren't looking to uphold a free and fair election. They were looking to overturn one. They were looking to save the cause of America. They were looking to subvert the Constitution. And on this day of remembrance, we must make sure that such attack never, never happens again. Yep. Very well spoken today. And yeah, he went off t- this morning. It was it was quite incredible to watch. And unfortunately, most Republicans were not there. Uh, but there were two there, uh, an elder statesman, Vice President Dick Cheney, who said it's an important historical event. You can't overestimate how important it is. And uh, he was with his daughter, Liz Cheney. He said, I'm deeply disappointed we don't have better leadership in the Republican Party to restore the Constitution. And we'll be talking more about that, actually, with Politico in 15 minutes. But that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? All right. So Little Nas X is actually wanting more artists to normalize gay sex. Um, It's time for the T-Report, those pop culture stories trending right now. In a new interview on CBS News, he actually sat down and and he had a very in-depth, incredible interview. I must recommend it. Everyone should go watch it. Um, But he, a part of that interview where they was talking about, well, you know, if when you're gay, you have to kind of sanitize yourself. He said, it's always been, okay, if you're gay, this needs to be sanitized. Let's not include anything sexual. It's like, be gay without being gay. We mm. don't want to know what happens behind closed doors, or we don't want you to express that. He says, I'm going to do that if I want to. Um, and if and I also want every other artist to feel the same way. And I'm so happy he said that, because oftentimes, um, a lot of the narrative around him is that he's pushing, you know, his gayness on people or his queerness on people. And I just think that's false. It's because he's taking up space and being so open and transparent with our lives and our experiences while normalizing our experiences Mm -hmm. that it comes off as that way. And it's not because guess what? If someone doesn't do that, then we're going to continue to think like, oh, no, be gay without being gay, as he perfectly said it. Yeah, I I mean, if you look at anyone else, whatever you're into, people just put themselves out there and are who they are. Uh, and in the future, it'll just be like, thank you for being you. Not well, like you're putting yourself out there too much. Well, it's just annoying that the fact that we have songs or uh, whether it's pop or hip hop where people are overly explicit about sexual things. And then when it comes to a queer person, they can't do the same thing if they want to. Yeah, and and it's true. Uh, The more artists that do that, the more it normalizes. And I hate to say that word because it is a normal thing, but then it just just becomes part of who we are in society and how people express themselves. Exactly. Well, that's your team report. We got more coming up next hour. Don't go anywhere. Okay, well, lawmakers, of course, came together to reflect on January 6th, a year later, but there was no GOP. Where were they? Mm. Exactly. Politico joins us for more next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. As Capitol Hill and really the nation came together from a memorial a year after the insurrection, today, January 6th, Republicans were not in attendance, besides, of course, Liz and Dick Cheney. Uh, So where was everyone? What is going on? And that is the big question. I mean, it's not surprising. It just really sucks the politicization of this, which has been happening, but on a Memorial Day, you think there'd be more respect, including for those who have lost their lives and their lives have been yeah. impacted by this? Yeah, Come I on. think for me, it was one of those things where 
I, I know we we rather not hear from Donald Trump, of course. I don't want to hear from him. But it, I think it would have been said something major about him even going to, like, say something to the police officers that were there, right? To to say, like, hey, thank you so much for the work that the you service? did, do, the service that you provided. And just doing that, like, I don't think that would have gotten him any less votes if he, he plans on running. I don't think people would have turned on him just to say thank you. And so for him to not have done that... And then, you know, his doppelganger, um, Ron DeSantis, had this to say, actually, um, and I'm going to play this before we bring our guest in, um, but here's what he had to say. Today is going to be, I mean, honestly, I'm not going to watch any of it, but 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 you're going to see the D.C. New York media. I mean, this is, this is their Christmas, January 6th, okay? They are going to take this and milk this for anything they could to try to be able to smear anyone who ever supported Donald Trump. Yeah, and you're like, oh, that's what you're thinking about on the day that people died and over 100-something like officers were hurt? Like, this is just ridiculous. It's in poor taste. Well, joining us right now is David Siders, a national political correspondent for Politico. Thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. So was it expected for the GOP just not to be there? And as we mentioned, you know, isn't this just disrespectful, like in poor taste, no matter what your politics are on a day like today? Oh, I think it was expected for them not to be there. The the senators had a you know a reason not to be with the Isaacson funeral, um, but I, I think that I don't think pro democracy people in America are are worried about the poor taste of Republicans not being at the Capitol as much as they are worried about Republicans, you know, spinning an entire day of of lies and deception about what happened a year ago. I think that's that's the much more troubling thing to most most pro-democracy people. Yeah, because I think for me, I wonder when I'm looking at like, I guess, extremists who are kind of like on the right side and these extremist Republicans versus like traditional Republicans, what are traditional Republicans saying? Are they, you know, are they feeling overwhelmed or upset at the fact that their whole entire party is basically being, you know, taken over by just extremists at this point, especially when reflecting on a day like this? Yes, I think they are upset. I mean, you have, and there's a couple of reasons for them to be upset. One is that some of them are are upset because they view what happened last year rightfully as a serious uh, and somber thing. Uh, but then there's just also a a crass political thing going on here, which is that Republicans are are in really good shape for the midterms for all sorts of reasons that are honest and true. I mean, President Trump's or Biden's rather approval rating is is very, very weak. Um, the, the landscape, look at the COVID is still raging. The landscape looks good for Republicans. And so if you're a traditionalist and you see likely victory, at least in the House in November, it is driving you bananas that the party is instead, you know, playing footsie with this lunatic, you know, it used to be a fringe, but really now it's, it's mainlined in the GOP. Definitely. And, you know, uh, Ryan here um, downloaded this app where it seems like Matt Gates and get her. I wanted yeah, to and, see. Uh, I what's your name? The other t- one. I was, I, you know, get her. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. That's having the, a field day. That's the only one I know of. Get her. I just downloaded it because I wanted to see what was happening on there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. They're having a field day. Marjorie and Matt Gates. They went live today. They had a press conference, right? Yeah, that's right. And this is, again, more of the revisionist history about what happened um, last year. They also spent an hour on, on Bannon's War Room podcast. And, and these are Republicans who 
raise a lot of money. They excite fans. Uh, this is this is a reason you have traditionalist Republicans being very alarmed. So now as we look at this day and and every year we come back to this day, how will it be historically? That's so interesting. Like, I do wonder, you know, will the vigils continue for years and years? I think a lot will be determined by, by Trump, frankly. Uh, we'll learn this year in the midterms a lot of what is influence over the GOP. And then if he runs again in 2024, obviously he he maintains that presence in the party. If he doesn't, uh, or if his performance in the midterms renders him kind of unable to, then then there is a possibility for change, I think. Uh, so I, yeah. it's an interesting question what these these uh, commemorations will look like. I have no idea. Yeah, and I can't even help but think about how the midterm elections are so close. And I know Republicans are really trying to take the House in ways that they could. Should they be focused on this day or is it what should they be focused on if they are trying to, you know, I guess, retake the House in, in, in whatever way they're trying to do it? Well, tactically, if you're a Republican just thinking about the general election, probably you you just want to talk about Biden. I mean, this is the luxury of being the out party. It's something we saw Democrats enjoy in 2020, right? They they could just talk about Donald Trump. And now Republicans have that that pass uh, that for the general election, strategically speaking, they should definitely take. The problem is there are primaries between now and the general election. And so you have Republicans who... You know, there will be primaries around the country where the, uh, these ideas come up as litmus tests. Uh, this you know, debate among Republican candidates for governor in Minnesota comes to mind last month. Five candidates on stage. Hugh Hewitt, a conservative radio host, asks them all, do you think that Biden won the election? Not a single one of them would say that Biden fairly won the presidential election because you know, these things are becoming a litmus test in GOP primaries. All right. Well, thank you so much again for being here. That was David Sider's national political correspondent for Politico. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Next up, tensions continue to rise at Chicago schools with teachers refusing to work in person. So could this impact the rest of the country? We've got those answers with The Washington Post next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has been battling with the teachers' unions over in-person schooling as Omicron continues to surge. Here she is on MSNBC. So how do you read this action from the union? Well, unfortunately, I think the only way to read it as the union trying to politicize the pandemic, which is really incredibly sad. Look, what, do you, what does that mean, Mayor Lightfoot? What do they get out of that? What it, what it gets is they get to try to flex their power, but they do it at the expense of our children. They do it at the expense of our families. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, Laura Meckler, national education writer for The Washington Post, joins us right now. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Well, what do you think when you hear a clip like that, the mayor kind of blaming teachers for just trying to be safe, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, it really depends on where you sit. I mean, there, uh, I'm not sure that either side, frankly, has covered itself in glory on this dispute. Um, there is a very, very toxic relationship between the teachers union and the mayor. And um, it is definitely, um, we see it playing out in dramatic fashion this week. Um, you know, it, 
we should say, you know, most places around the country are doing in-person school and they have found a way to do so. Now, in Chicago, I don't know that they have really done the best job in terms of test distribution in particular. Um, Whether that means, though, that the teachers are right to just say we're not teaching um, you know, is definitely uh, something that people can debate. So what are unions like wanting from Mayor Lightfoot right now? And also, I guess, why is it like a, the school superintendent, you know, making statements instead of like the mayor of Chicago? Yeah, well, the superintendent um, reports to the mayor. So in Chicago, as in other big cities, the mayor controls the school. Okay. So, you know, it, it is it is her uh, for better or worse, this is her baby, um, and she has responsibility for it. And I think that she recognizes that, which is why she's the one out front. And yes, and this is the second day the schools are canceled. So, yeah, what is being asked exactly yeah. between the two parties? Well, so what they're specifically asking for, it, well, obviously what the teachers specifically are asking for is to switch to remote. They think that there should be remote uh, schooling, virtual schooling, rather than in person. Now, the city says that, you know, remote schooling did horrible damage to kids last year. And and that's true. I mean, I think there's pretty much universal agreement that virtual schooling was a disaster on sort of many, many fronts from the point of view of logistics and parents who, you know, not every parent can just work from home. Um, Some parents have to be at their jobs. And then what do they do if they have young kids? So there's that part of it. And then there's also the fact that from an educational point of view and a social emotional point of view, like it was not good for kids. So I I think everybody agrees with that. I think the teachers would also agree with that. So that's what, but that's what they're asking for is they're saying, you know, it's just too dangerous right now. And then when you say, well, a lot of other places are managing to do it, you know, with relative safety, they say, well, you know, Chicago needs a better testing system. So what they're saying is they want teachers and students to be tested for COVID before they come into the building. And there are school districts that have done a better job with testing for sure than Chicago has. Yeah. And so I guess at the end of the, at the end of this, you know, our kids going to continue to be out of school until this gets solved because right now it seems like no <laughs> one wants to compromise. Well, exactly. Right. I mean, these guys, like there is no love lost. There is just like, fire going back and forth between the union and the mayor, and they are just not, um, no one wants to give in. Now, um, we don't know a lot about the details of whatever private talks are happening. Um, I think the union said that that there is more, they have been more constructive in the last two days than they felt they had been before, and maybe the reality of the situation has got people's attention in a way, um, which, of course, would be one of the goals. Um, So maybe they will come up. I suspect they will come up with some sort of negotiated agreement. But in the meantime, you know, schools are closed, you know, for two days and counting. We'll see what happens tomorrow. But it would not shock me at all if uh, schools end up closed for the rest of the week. Oh, God. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here and for those updates. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And hopefully this won't impact other schools across the country, but it seems like other schools are doing a bit better than Chicago in terms of agreeing between teachers and the uh, local officials. That was uh, Laura Meckler, national education writer for The Washington Post. Well, next up, the musical TV show conservatives are blaming for the, quote, wokeness epidemic. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yes, we're back. More music coming up right here on Channel Q. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about resolutions. Well, we're going to be bringing up a big one. How to not push away those you love. A lot of us want our ideal relationship. Maybe you're single or maybe you're in a relationship and you just want it to be better. Why does it have to be about relationships? You can push away anyone you I love. Know, Friendships, I meant, I moms. Was say intimacy or otherwise. You weren't going to say that. I was getting that. there. She wasn't going to say that. Well, that's why she you're here to add other She was just talking about the relationship because she's the only one well, in a relationship. Speaking of relationships, uh, we're also talking about or revealing perhaps Kanye's new gal pal. Yeah, I mean, as long as he's leaving Kim K alone, find out more coming up next. Mm, yes. Let's get into some what's trending this hour, though, right now. Uh, a trans woman incarcerated in a Texas prison could become the first person held in federal custody to receive gender-affirming surgery, which could set a groundbreaking precedent for the treatment of trans-incarcerated people. The Transgender Executive Council within the Bureau of Prisons is going to evaluate 47-year-old Christina Nicole Iglesias' request for surgery by January 24th. And if approved, uh, they must file a notice to the court and it can happen. So it's a, a pretty quick process after that. So congrats to Christina Nicole on that. That is huge. 
And now House Speaker Nancy Pelosi held a moment of silence for fallen heroes of January 6th, reading the names of officers Brian Sicknick, Howard Liebengood, Jeffrey Smith and Billy Evans. As we mentioned, the only Republicans there were Representative Liz Cheney and former Vice President Dick Cheney. And here are um, here's a few moments from Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn's powerful testimony to the January 6th House Committee. Telling the truth shouldn't be hard. Fighting for fighting on January 6th, that was hard. Showing up January 7th, that was hard. The 8th, the 9th, the 10th, all the way till today. That was hard. When the fence came down, that was hard. We lost our layer of protection that we had and the fence came down and still nothing has changed. Everything is different, but nothing has changed. Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are being lauded as courageous heroes. And while I agree with that notion, why? Because they told the truth? Why is telling the truth hard? Very powerful words right there from, again, Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn. And finally, after three months of no ticket matching, uh, the Powerball um, Wednesday night's drawing produced two winning jackpot tickets. One in California and the other in Wisconsin. And it marks the seventh largest in Powerball's history. The, they won $632.6 million, two of them, split. But guess what? Because of taxes, it reduces it by 24%. $54 million in taxes. How about that? Uh, Which, oh my God. I, I just, oh, but in Wisconsin, it's less. 7.65 there. Here's the thing. Um, whoever won this, I'm pretty jealous. Um, I wonder where in California they did it. Mm-hmm. I I just I just I just don't buy these tickets. Like I just maybe one day I will, but I just don't feel like it's it's ever going to be me. Yeah, and I, if it, it is me, no one will ever find out. Oh really? Oh, oh if I, you ever win, oh if yeah, I, I ever know win, that. I will Definitely. never tell anyone. Definitely, that's probably the right way to go. I've bought I'm wearing them a mask like a paper here, bag. Yeah. I bought them here and there, and my dad, remember that time? I think I said this on the show where he made me go out and get it on his behalf, and then like he was like, <laughs> if it, it, we win, we could both uh, you know, win it together or whatever. And he was going to pay for it. He told me, put, put it in my credit card. Well, they didn't take credit cards there, so it went on my checking account, and it was a bunch of money. We lost. Well, you can't buy lottery tickets on a credit card? No, it needs to be on a checking card, I think. Oh, like a debit card? Yeah, debit. Mm. So I spent my own money on this. Thanks, Dad. Got $20 back. I mean, but he would have, like, forced you. If you would have gotten the winning ticket, he would have forced you to split it with him. Would you have split it with him? Yeah, because that was our agreement. No. My thing is... Yeah, that was our agreement. We said, I said, I'll go out to get them. You put up the money. We had a whole agreement. But then I had to put up the money. See, I'm only going to give... I would only give back the money that it like he gave me to pay for it. No. So if it was like $20, I'm giving you $20 no. back. That's it. Because my ticket won. Your tickets did not win. Listen. You had your tickets. Well, in the end... Okay, I could... I was, you see what that means? In you the end, I mean? I'm the only child, so I know where that money's going to go if anything happens, you know. I'm just saying. What's Did mine? Did you just predict your father's mine? death? My, my parents, what is theirs is mine. What's mine is theirs, I guess. I wow. Shira's mom listening in Hawaii. Please change your will. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
appreciate uh, that was what's trending this hour. It always gets like awkward when it gets really personal like that. Like I'm like, where are we going with this? Okay, what's happening? Let's move on to some entertainment news. I want to talk about someone else's life. Please, let's do it. Okay, Kanye West is either in a new relationship or this is just another ploy to get Kim K back. It's time for the T-Reports. Those pop culture stories trending right now. So, uh, following their weekend dates in Miami, um, Kanye and his new girlfriend, Julia Fox, surfaced in New York City on Tuesday night uh, for a Broadway show and a dinner. Now, when I tell you they have been all over Miami, like just, you know, staying in hotel rooms together, parading together, and then they went to go see this Broadway play together. I don't know. It just seems so random. Um, Apparently, they were first spotted because they went to... um, they actually went, he made a surprise like New Year's Eve performance mm-hmm. and um, she was there. They've had they've had dinner. I, you know, I, we don't know for sure if this is his new girlfriend, but a source close to Julia um, basically said that they are officially dating. Julia Fox. Julia Fox is her name, yes. Mm. Um, they both just got out of their former relationships and they've helped each other recover immensely. They're kind of kindred spirits and it's cool to watch. Yeah, if she's kindred spirits to Kanye West, and she's a psychopath, um, it says that she has a spouse. But I no, she they just she just got out of a relationship. Mm. Can you please follow my team? I know I'm, I'm just I'm googling right now. I'm give sorry. you all the information here. Um, but I, my thing is, as long as he's uh, she is keeping him distracted to stop singing, you know, Kim to Kim K and making her like feel guilt that she left him. Um, I'm I'm cool with it. Like, go ahead, girl, do what you got to do. You can take the crazy. That's your tea report. I got more coming up next hour. Okay. Well, after this, why we push away those we love most and how not to do it. Come on, let's be better in 2022. I'm pushing you away. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Do you ever notice yourself pushing away the people that care about you the most? Why do we do that as humans? I'm, well, I mean, there's multiple reasons why. I think because there's comfort in always knowing that they're going to be there, which is toxic and awful. Yeah, totally. I mean, and I, I think... Or thinking that they're always going to be there. Well, I mean, Taking them for granted. That's the part right there, right? Um, but I, I, I think you, even now that we're in like this pandemic world, I try to look at it from a different lens. I, I'm trying to give everybody a little bit like a percentage of grace and space. Because you just don't know how this stuff is impacting people. Mm. And I feel like... There could be, there's just different ways that people are dealing with certain things. And so, I don't know, it, it can be a, a plethora of things, I feel like. That is true. Well, joining us to talk more about this is Dr. Deborah South Richardson, a social psychologist who actually studies um, aggression in relationships. Thanks for joining us. Well, I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, so I, I think this is really fascinating and I love these conversations. But tell us more about the research you've done in terms of aggression in relationships and how it relates to this topic. So, so the work we've done, we've asked people about who makes them angry. <laughs> and not surprisingly, what we find out is that the people who um, are most likely to make us angry are the people that we're closest to, friends, romantic partners, family members, um, sometimes even our coworkers. Um, and then, then the question is, what do we do about it um, when we get angry with them? And sometimes we scream and yell and hit. Um, and that's most likely if it's our siblings or our romantic partners. 
Um, and sometimes we get kind of passive and indirect um, and, and tell stories about people and stuff, which we're more likely to do about our friends. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of times you learn that from, like, if you are a, um, if you're a, a child and you grow up, obviously, and you learn it from your parents. Um, and But I just wonder, how can that go into, like, your friendships? And, like, when you, you feel like you get your friendship, like, you have that one friend that just literally knows what to say to just get you upset. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I think our friends are one of the primary people who make us angry. They know us well enough to push the buttons, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I was interested in you mentioning the pandemic world, because, of course, we did this research before the pandemic. And I wonder if we would see that people are even more likely to be annoyed with the people who are close to them because they're the people who are right up under them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's so inter- like, that's so interesting because it, for me, it's one of those things where if, like, I used to, I was, in 2020, I was living with someone. I was living in a, uh, um, with my best friend at the time. And it felt like after that, I mean, after we moved out literally that year, we had, like, a friendship breakup where it just felt like, okay, maybe that was just the end of the chapter. We never really talked about what was what we did talk about it but i'm trying to get into it here but you know we (laughs) it really felt like the pandemic brought up a lot of things to the surface and i think that was something that was really difficult and i feel like is happening to a ton of relationships across the board yeah and people may be stuck in a house with a romantic partner being socially isolated for a long period of time and who is going to push the button Oh, sure, that's um, you. But that partner, and then what are you going to do? Yeah, so uh, how, how do you know if it's on you that you're setting yourself up and pushing them away and taking them for granted, or if it's just, you know, time to actually create some distance from that relationship? Oh, that's a good question, and I'm not sure I really know, know the answer to that, because most of what we deal with in our research is that everyday aggression, sort of just assuming these are people that we love, that we care about, that we want to be close to, but that doesn't mean that we don't get mean sometimes. So I guess what's the balance right. between that meanness that's normal, pretty, you know, it's human, and the one that is like, okay, there's something wrong with this relationship, like it's toxic. Oh, oh, and now you're t- when you get to the point that that aggression becomes abuse, like psychological abuse or physical abuse, then we cross the line. Okay, now how do you know when that is? Um, well, perhaps when you don't feel like you're in control of your own life, when you feel like the other person, and anytime there's physical abuse involved, it's time to step away. Yeah, of course. So what do you do if you find yourself in this situation, whether you're on the other side of it or you're the person doing it? Like, what can you do to heal that? Talk to your partner. Yeah. I mean, I think really a lot of times aggression happens because people haven't set up an effective system for dealing with conflict. Yep. They haven't learned how to talk to each other, like sit down and say, you know, it really annoyed me when you did X. Mm -hmm. How can we get around that problem? Yep. Um, Or I know you care about me, but (laughs) we have this issue um, that we need to address. Um, So I think often we move to aggression, to being passive or indirect or directly aggressive because we don't know how to handle conflict. And so all we can do is lash out. 
totally. You know, this happened recently to me with my partner where we had a month. We were, had COVID together. We were stuck in the house for a month. And yeah. we, like, love each other. We, we even were with each other during the pandemic. But this was a different situation, both being sick at the same time. And yeah. I noticed we started a little, it wasn't like snappy. But Y'all were snapping. A little bit Don't of Don't try to sugarcoat it. Y'all no, were snapping. I, I, there, you know, there's little quips that typically didn't happen. Yeah. And it's, I started to notice and it was like chipping away. And I had to mention something like there's a fine line between when it's like, oh, it's cute and teasy. And then it gets into being mean. Right. Yeah. And like we yeah. had to have a conversation about that. And it was hard and challenging in the moment. Now on the other side of it, I'm happy we had that because, yeah, we set some uh, boundaries. And it was also just saying like, okay, this is what I need and this is how I work. Like, how do we each get that from each other? But I also noticed that you started with we. Mm. We have this issue because it's not that they have done something wrong or you are so right. But obviously we've gotten into a pattern that we don't Mm. like. So that solidifies the sense of we're in a relationship. Oh, yeah. And it takes both people versus like pointing yeah, fingers yeah. or doing like blaming yourself. Yeah, that's fascinating. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> that was Dr. Deborah Seth Richardson, a social psychologist. We really appreciate it. Thank you. And hopefully that helped someone out there because this comes up a lot in a lot of relationships. I mean, now more than ever. Yep. Well, next up, a woman complained about a news anchor sharing a Korean tradition. And let me tell you, the responses are everything. That is next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Okay, so you know when you're like working at a news station and like people can call in and like leave like um, thoughts about what they just watched or on their anchors. And I mean, people have done it here. Well, people email. Well, people have actually called. You haven't been here, but there was one time when someone has called and I'm going to tell that story because it really goes along with this this story that we're about to cover. So uh, Michelle Lee is an award-winning Asian-American reporter and news anchor for NBC uh, St. Louis. And on New Year's Day in a segment about traditional New Year food dishes, she shared, quote, I hate, uh, I ate dumpling soup. That's what a lot of Korean people do. Right. No big deal, right? She's talking about her tradition, sure, yeah. her cultural moment. That's what she does. Well, she um, posted um, basically a recording of this woman's one-minute call to the station in which this woman said that she found was offended by her sharing her tradition. And she says, I don't think it was appropriate that she said that. And she's being very Asian and she can keep her Korean to herself. Oh. Um, here is a clip of what this woman had to say. Hi, um, this evening you're Asian. Um, 
Tanker uh, mentioned something about being Asian and Asian people eat dumplings on New Year's Day and uh, kind of take offense to that because what if one of your white anchors said, well, uh, white people eat this on uh, New Year's Day. Um, I don't think it was appropriate that she said that and she's being very Asian and I don't know. Uh, she can keep her Korean um, to herself. All right, sorry. It was annoying. Because if a white person would say that, it, they would get fired. <laughs> so say something about what white people eat. So, all right, thank you. So that reminds me. I can't. <laughs> it's like we're really going down that no, you know, deep, deep hole right and now. And I think this is so interesting because this this has happened to me here on this station where we have gotten complaints from emails to things that I have said when we're talking about um, literally cultural stuff or like when we're talk, having conversations about facts and history and just cultural perspective. You're sharing your lived experience. And I have gotten people who have called. There was one guy in particular when you weren't here was me and uh, our guest host uh, Shar, and he called and basically like tried to rip me a new one, basically asking me if I was trans because my voice was feminine, and and he was like upset that I said Silicon Valley. I remember specifically, I said Silicon Valley is mostly made up of cis hat white men. Right? Statistically, that's really what it is. you're also not the only one that had said that. I think I've even said <laughs> that And he before. said, well, how do you know that's happened? And, you know, I feel like I, you know, and, and during that moment, I was like not going back forth with him. All I said was, sir, if you had an issue with this, I really feel like you should look inward and find out why you were so triggered by what I said when it was based and rooted in facts. Right? Yeah. And I, I say the same thing for people who have written articles about me, who have said certain things about me and told me basically to shut my mouth and all these things. All of that is rooted in, honestly, racism. It's rooted in the the tough, difficult conversations that you want to ignore so you can have the privilege of living your life in a perfect way. And it's just wild that this lady did the same thing. And just, I mean, I mean, honestly, it's happened here. I, it's 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 just wild. It is uh, really horrible to hear that. I mean, it, it's triggering, and uh, I feel I feel sorry that that person needs to experience that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I know that that's not like the first time she probably has experienced that. Yeah, probably right? not. And it's it's the, it's the thing about when the when we do the job that we do. Yeah, we're sharing our opinions. People are not going to always agree with us. But there's a difference between an. Opinion and yeah, that that happens. But then just sharing something that's part of who you are. But people are still not going to agree with yeah. it if they don't believe that that's not what you're going through, or that that just fits some sort of narrative that they don't want to hear. Then that's that's just that's just what it is, and it's unfortunate that I mean that's a part of the job, it, and that's just kind of what it is. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie to you and say that it hasn't hurt my feelings. Of like, course, I've, like, you're I've human. Said, I've had stuff like written about me, and that has hurt my like that has genuinely hurt my feelings. If we're being honest, because it's just like out of every one here on the station you're attacking me and and then misquoting me and doing all these you know things that are you're just you're you're just you rather me be a good little boy and just like sit down in a corner and not say anything when really well, i'm speaking facts it's a silencing of yeah. like of sorts and then also this comparison if i if a white person did that you would and it's like well one like what what are traditions that 
Well, what? what? I mean, that's what? actually a great question, Sheer. What are traditions that white people do? Besides racist, tradi- people? racist traditions. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, they, like, it's it's the whole thing about culture yeah. and your background and, like, maintaining that in different places is, like, it is true. Like, everyone has a different, like, there'd be a difference between, like, yeah, I don't even know. Like, the compare and contrast thing is really dangerous also. It is. Like, it's oh. It's the oppression Olympics of it all. Yeah. And no, no one would say, if you said, I'm from Kentucky and and, and we typically do this on holiday, actually, that would be fun because you're saying where you're from. You know, there is nothing. Yeah. Like, I don't know what white traditions there are. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't Like, even... unless we're taking the, G, like, Jesus only, like, <laughs> and only white people. Jesus is white. Exactly. No, but I, I think really it is, it's just really interesting um, and I wish people would listen to themselves when they're when they're saying these things or like hearing themselves, because that was just completely. What was the point of that? She just shared that this is her New Year's Eve tradition. This is what she does. That has no, that didn't change your life. That didn't do nothing, nothing to do to with you. you. First. Uh, g- talk to someone that's not going to just agree with you and then Please. talk to a therapist <laughs> for calling in and embarrassing yourself in front of the rest of the world. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, what would you do? Or This is a lighter fun story. If your neighbor was an exhibitionist and had shows for you through the window nightly, <laughs> would you be okay with that? We discuss what happened oh. to this one couple next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Guys, where they also have residences, that there's a lot of people um, that do things, you know, intimate things, and they don't um, close their blinds. Yeah, same. That's me. What do you mean? You, oh, you, you're doing things and you don't close your blinds? Sometimes. You, know, okay. you just get too heated but, in the moment. So... But they notice this, and at first it's like, oh, it's cute, funny. But now it's become so consistent, and well, they're just having the, sex. The they're not doing it. Well, they see people doing it, and one of the partners, the guy, says he gets turned on by it, and oh. na- and so he will kind of sit and watch in a way. Oh. And the the part the girlfriend or the wife says like she thinks it's creepy and it's inappropriate and it's an invasion of privacy where do you stand on this well my thing is if they wanted those blinds closed they would close them so i don't think it's an Uh, invasion of privacy too much if i'm being honest maybe it is maybe who knows it depends on who you ask it seems like you got a pair of uh expositionists is that what they call yeah you're an you're an exhibitionist Exhibitionist. if you're into that but then i think Uh, and then your partner's a voyeur Uh, yeah because they like to watch which Mm -hmm. is Hot. I get it. I'm totally into it. But if it was like all the time. Why not? That means they're, first of all, are you, is, is the wife just jealous that her sex life is there not? There could be, there is something to be said when your partner is into something that, and you're not into it and it doesn't involve you, you could start feeling a bit like it's taking their attention. Well, girl, why don't you, I mean, I don't know, get down on your knees and do a little something, something while you watch it. You know, I'm just maybe saying. Maybe she's not into that. Like, girl, well, she needs to, maybe they're just not sexually compatible. Well, there, that is, there is that. Like that's, that is true. That's just a real thing, in my opinion. And I understand why it can be a little left field, but some people are just really into it. Like, I know tons of people who are into that. I mean, I had an ex who was into it. Yep. Like exhibition and... Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't want to tell too much of my business. See, here's the thing. Yeah, I... <laughs> I feel like I'm into it in my head, but in the reality, I'm not. Like, in my really? head, I'm, like, thinking about these things. Well, y'all have, I feel like in, at uh, Chris's house, y'all have a home. Y'all Just have don't, big. Just don't get in detail. No, but I'm saying y'all have big windows. And yeah, so but no one's, to... yeah, but there's, like, you can't really see. You can't really see. Like, it, people can't really see in. So, yeah, that's what's nice. But you have nice. that heel mm-hmm. behind y'all. Mm-hmm. Have you ever? <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but like it, the thing is with that, it's not like uh, being in the city and having people on top of each other, literally. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's great. Would you great. be upset if you, you if you caught Chris being a peeping Tom? I think that if he was honest with me about it and he was like, oh, this right now is what I'm doing. If I just caught him and I was like, oh, what are you doing? I mean, the first time I wouldn't care, but then I'd be like, oh, this is interesting. And if it kept on happening, it was kind of like not being communicating. He was just doing those things. I think I would just feel a bit well, weirded here's, out. Here's, the, uh, here's where I think it enters weird territory as we wrap this up. So the the reason why I don't find it too weird is because these people are leaving their blinds open. Now, yep. if let's say like... But he pulls out his binoculars. That oh. is weird. Okay, that now, is that, see, now that's a little weird that he's pulling out. Like that for me is literally the issue. He's pulling out his binoculars. And like, what's next? A telescope? Like, it's, does he want it to be even closer? Like, I don't know like what's a next. Camera to record it? Yeah. And so that feels a little strange. Like, okay, maybe now there's an issue. Um, but you know, girl, why not? Uh, you know, who knows? Well, what's your take on it? Let us know at LGT Show. Where do you stand? Are you a voyeur, an exhibitionist? None. Ooh. Let us know. We love to hear from you. But coming up next, what's trending this hour? What organizations are doing to help LGBTQ elders with their loneliness? That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Yep, we are back. And of course, stick around for more music right here on Channel Q. We're here 24-7 for you. And with shows throughout the day, we got the morning beat in the morning. We got Let's Go There in the afternoon. Love Line right after us. Bring you all the news and entertainment music that you need, really. Where, where else should you be going? I don't know. Um, but coming up on the show right now, uh, we're going to be talking more about this woman who's claiming that a vegan diet improved her sex life, gave her longer orgasms. What? I want to know more about this. And I'm so excited that Dr. Chris, actually, from Loveline, is jumping in for that story. I mean, yeah, because it's like the blend of both of his worlds. He's a vegan. I know. And he's a sex guy. Now we get to ask about his sex life if it's. I know. We haven't had. You remember when we used to have him on all the time because we were all in studio and the life wasn't crap? Yep. Well, he joins us in 15 minutes. So stick around for a a fun vegan sex conversation. Uh, But first, let's get into some what's trending this hour. (laughs) Spice up your life with some lettuce. LGBTQ. Older adults are three or four times less likely than older Americans in general to be parents, meaning, unfortunately, in most cases, they don't have children to take care of them. They're twice as likely to live alone, according to LGBTQ elder advocacy organization SAGE, which is really helping LGBTQ elders feel less lonely. They're offering services and programs that are specifically designed for LGBTQ seniors. Uh, think traditional senior centers with hot meals, exercise classes, but in a dedicated safe space. And the pandemic has uh, brought a lot of those programs online. So if you or someone you know, uh, you know, feel like you need this, check it out. Sage. Go go to uh, sageusa.org. Really interesting stuff we just found uh, from an article in USA Today today. <laughs> That's always weird when you say that. Like this Today Show today. USA Today today. And also today, of course, January 6th, the anniversary of the insurrection, former President Barack Obama said today that the insurrection made it clear just how fragile the American experiment in democracy really is. The 44th president said in a statement on Twitter that, quote, our democracy is at a greater risk today than it was one year ago and really chastised political leaders, quote, willing to fabricate lies and cast doubt on the results of free and fair elections. Meanwhile, uh, Republicans are speaking out. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene 
shared this that we didn't really need, but hey. I want you all to know that on January 6th, I was very upset with what happened that day. And it was because it completely interrupted the work that we had worked very hard on all throughout Christmas, um, uh, preparing for January 6th to object on behalf of Americans that felt their votes had been stolen. I want you all to know that on January... Okay, thank you, Marjorie Taylor Greene, for that. Meanwhile, she was also busy on what's that app that I really appreciated this. So Ryan here was hearing about this app that all the Republicans are on and decided to download it out of research. You are a true journalist, Ryan. Oh, thank you very much. Really went in undercover. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> was watching. You want to know what my username is on here? Sure. What's real here? <laughs> you have to be le- uh, more subtle. Well, Ryan, I, that is subtle. I felt like that. You know, you're questioning. They're questioning. You just uh, call it, your username should be flaming straight person. <laughs> oh my flaming God. white straight. Well, I'm person. trying to see if there's some queer community on here. I haven't. Why the, you start it? You know, I'm. I might. There's a lot of people on here. I just. I'm. I think I'm gonna aim to get there. Instead of a blue check mark, they have a a, a red V to let you know that you're verified. Mm. So I'm going to aim to get that on, on Gitter. That would be amazing. Get her done. This is going to be weird. It's like Mean Girls. You're going to go in, and yeah. then suddenly I'm like, this is getting too serious, I'm going to break right? news with this. No, but, but you're going to start getting so in that it's like your life, and I'm like, this is, I'm worried about you, Ryan. Yeah, I'm going to end up being a raging conservative. <laughs> you're becoming a Getter influencer? Money is money, Shira. Yeah, you know, I, I will I will do some ads for for this. Because there's tons of people. I mean, there's like, like Newsmax has 1.8 million followers on here. Like, it's huge. It's a huge platform. Channel Q should launch there. Let's no. See how- and let the, oh my God, just by the name alone? <laughs> yeah, maybe we'd get some followers. <laughs> the wrong some type of followers. <laughs> oh my lordy. Okay, that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan? Oh my God. So if you are an, uh, a Sex in the City and Just Like That fan, well, guess what? You know, obviously, Chris Noth has been removed from the, um, from, you know, he died on the show Big. On Spoiler the show, alert, yeah. Yes. And um, apparently, he has been removed from the upcoming finale of And Just Like That. The series will stream its final episode of, this, uh, of the season on February 3rd. Um, he was killed off, but I guess he was brought back to do like a, maybe like a, um, a, a, I don't know. He was going to reunite. Um, basically it says Noth was reportedly said to appear in the uh, finale during a fantasy sequence where Sarah Jessica Parker's Carrie reunites with Big while visiting Paris, um, Pont de Arts bridge to scatter his ashes. So I guess he was going to have that moment, but they took him completely out because of everything. After several women have come forward over recent weeks with assault claims against him. But it was just the her putting the ashes away? Yeah, Not but it was going to be a, a fantasy sequence. He was oh. actually going to be in the fantasy yeah, sequence. Okay, got it. And so the actor denied the first two accusations in December, saying in a statement, the accusation against me made by individuals I met years, uh, even decades ago, are categorically false. These stories could have been from 30 years ago or 30 days ago. No always means no. Uh, he goes on and all that stuff. But um, following those allegations, though, CBS also dropped him from... The his starring role on The Equalizer with Queen Latifah, and he made his final appearance on the CBS series uh, last Sunday. And so, yeah, wow. I mean, just imagine if he would have never... I mean, he it probably would have happened at some point because, girl, 
what's done in the dark comes to light. But imagine if he would have never died on and just like that, he probably would not have had all this drama. You really? You think? Well, not so no, like he now. Still, well, because he's not. He's been on the Equalizer. They, they're going into a second. Oh, so you season. think it was really more that, like because it was he, such a big deal and everyone was talking about it. Yeah, and then, yeah, it and then the out. Peloton thing. Like it was just like all this stuff happened. It's it's weird. Interesting. It's 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 very, um, very very weird. But yeah, I gotta say, I'm actually. I don't know if I told you all this, but I've, I'm on uh, season four of Sex in the City because I had never watched it and I wanted to see what it was. And honestly. Big was the worst, so it kind of is fitting that he played Big. It was a toxic relationship. Big was the worst. Big was a terrorist, in my opinion. He was most definitely that. But it ended up in a loving place. No, it shouldn't have. I have so many feelings. More importantly, uh, Sex and the City has gone a bit queer, which is fun. To some. Because what is that? What what that scene? If you haven't seen it, we're not gonna talk yeah, about it here. No but spoilers. There's, a, there's a scene in the the in a, uh, I think the last episode, mm-hmm. and whoa, one of the characters, whoa. Um, but that's your tea report. We got more coming up next hour. Um, and so yeah, stick around for that. Well, next up, this diet can improve your sex life, give you longer orgasms. What it entails with Dr. Chris from Loveline next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q. So this woman. Georgette Cully uh, said her and her partner, who have both switched to a vegan diet, reported feeling better in bed. That, I mean, I can understand how they feel better in the bed just because you probably got more stamina. And stuff, yeah, they said like, their energy levels soared, libido, desire for sex. They are ready to go. I want to understand. And, and by the way, I'm vegetarian slash vegan. You exhausted. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, girl. No, I, I definitely my partner. He opts for vegetarian too. We're more like plant based slash vegetarian. Um, but yeah, I would say he definitely has his libido strong, and mine at the end of the day and night, like it is difficult. Like I do want. I'm a cuddler. I want to go to bed. So maybe there's something else going on there. But I want to understand, you know, what you're eating in a vegan diet that could actually help. And I couldn't think of a better person than our own Dr. Chris Donahue from Loveline, who is not just a psychotherapist, but a vegan himself. Dr. Chris, welcome. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. I It's rare that I get a topic that is so perfectly exactly who I am in the world. Right? So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> so what do you think it is about this? Is it true that switching to a vegan diet can improve your sex life or give you better, longer orgasms? Yeah, so it's a little bit of yes, it's a little bit of no, right? So basically what we're talking about is that when when we're talking about sexual functioning, um, we're talking more about the arousal state. So that's Mm -hmm. more about blood flow. And again, getting aroused, you know, depending on what your anatomy is. And, you know, the animal kingdom or, you know, an animal-based diet has more cholesterol and saturated fat. And we know that both of those both clog your arteries, which lead to less blood flow and blood flowing less easily. So you're not going to get as aroused. So it doesn't necessarily directly impact orgasm. It more impacts the ability to get aroused and stay aroused. Okay, that definitely makes sense. Huh. So when do you think it really is, though, the, the food? Because what if it's just like when you start to feel better about your body, you obviously start to feel more sexual and you just want to, like, have the sex. That could just be anything, <laughs> right? And that yeah. could be just, and that's exactly, you know. Yeah, I think that's what it is. You know, in, in, in psychology, much like just 
any kind of, you know, general medicine of any kind, but psychology specifically, everything's always a little more complex than this one thing will always do this. Because when we're talking about, you know, arousal and orgasm and pleasure, it's about how safe do you feel with your partner? Mm. Are you enjoying what's even happening? How do you feel about your own body, like Ryan said? And that's exactly, Ryan, what I think it is. You know, you're eating different. You have more confidence because you think you're taking care of yourself, and you are, and then maybe your body changes in ways that is meaningful to you. So I think sometimes it's more correlation and not causation. So it's not causing, it's just related. Yeah, and isn't there, I feel like, a dopamine hit that happens when you shift or try something new, like a new adventure, right? It's like a change yeah. in your routine. So it incre- like there is a bit of that that comes up, which is why they say people that are obsessed um, with doing different things, it's all about the dopamine of something new versus having that like routine that you've always had. Yeah, dopamine's an anticipatory thing. So the the, the biggest hit we're going to get is when you're in anticipation of something. So, for instance, if you're going to get ice cream, you're going to get the most dopamine on the way to get ice cream. Mm. It's then going to decrease with the first bite, even less with the second bite. And think about it. By the end of the ice cream, you're like, eh. (laughs) That was good. It's not as fun anymore. So anything new and novel is always going to really spike arousal. And that's why, like, now we're talking about just a general sex tip. Mm. Newness and novelty. Don't fall into patterns. Don't fall into habits. Um, Change your diet a little bit. You know, change the kind of sex you're having. Change, you know, all these different factors, and they all kind of come into it. So, you know, again, it's never you do this one thing, and you're going to necessarily have that outcome. I think veganism is profound and great on so many levels. But if you're doing it only for better orgasms, you're probably going to be a little disappointed. Mm, that's, yeah, it's interesting. There, in this article, it says research shows ditching meat and dairy can boost our level of serotonin, the happy hormone that puts us in the mood for love. I feel like these things are like real, but it's also such like a bit of a, a, a push a to reduction. claim that. And what would have yeah. happened if yeah. only one of them would have been a, became a vegan? Like if it was only her and then it wasn't he didn't follow suit. Like, does that change everything? Yeah. I mean, but that, you're, that's exactly the point, right? Like, there's so many factors. And I think, again, it's there's something really powerful in going vegan, because I think it can, like we said, make you feel better, you maybe have more energy, um, all those factors are going to be part of shifting your sexuality and your sex life. Um, but it's not going to guarantee that just like the serotonin piece. It's a little more complex than that. Yeah. <laughs> like it matters what else is going on in your mind, what else is going on in your day. So that's why I'm always telling people, you know, be a little cautious when you read. If you do this, it will automatically give you this because our bodies are a, a very complex system. Of course. And now you, you know, going into this year and you having been in different experiences in your life and currently, like, what is getting your sex life more interesting, right? Like, because I've been in a, <laughs> oh, uh, no, I've been in a relationship <laughs> the past year or so. Well, I've been in a relationship and I find like. Yeah, it, you you need to get out of the routine, right? And it can be hard to do it. Or if you get into the routine at work, it's kind of like you. I I notice, yeah, I get in tired mode. Where at the end of the day, and I don't even have kids, right? Don't how be do you, a lazy lover, Sharon. Don't how be do you, a lazy. How do you lover. deal with that? <laughs> well, you know, mine has changed in that being also being in a longer term relationship. I think the intent of sex has shifted. Where before mm. it was maybe more fun. Um, entertainment driven and now it's really just about using it as a vehicle to get closer to the person I'm with in a lot of ways so as like a bridge to intimacy so that's been kind of an interesting shift yeah hey welcome to being in like a I was going to say in a hetero relationship sometimes (laughs) that's well meaning I think that yeah, maybe not, but I, it's always fun. But like, it is true where that it's was like, a hot take. well, no. As a female, I feel like as men. I, wait, here, here is my take. I'll be real. As like, I think a, um, 
as a man, and this is a bit genderified right now, that I look at it as like, oh, it's a, it's a very, um, it's, it is a fun thing, and you're, you know, always active. And as a woman, it needs to feel more emotional, right? No, and like, and it is for connection, as you can tell. Here's why I would push back on that type of thought process: is only because queer folks, specifically like gay men, if yeah. you even want, they didn't have the opportunity to grow into like having Ooh, experiences okay, where yeah, they there had you to go. experience sexuality in ways that heteronormative folks got to, like cishet people did. And so for I think that's the reason why there's more of an exploration of being able to explore fun sex in in the whims of the ways that they do. But that does not mean that they don't want intimacy in that same way. And so for for me, that's where I think that's where the misconception is. Just because we're men doesn't mean we're just sitting out here horny cavemen. That's what my (laughs) partner tells me. Brian, that's a beautiful, beautiful point. And also, like... When we look at the research, what's really fascinating for some people is it's w- people that I that are that are female based, identify as females. Those are the ones that are cheating more right now, and mm. also really looking for open styles oh. and three ways. So it's kind of flipped, mm. and so it's a really interesting time where the gendered norms that we had held so dear and so confidently are actually getting kind of dismantled right now. And I think it's beautiful. Female sexual empowerment. Women are no longer feeling as though you know, to be sexual overtly, that it means their character is less than. And so I think yes. women are now stepping into a more authentic sexuality where before they were following gender training. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Shout look at, look at where this conversation went. <laughs> uh, sex is never dull. Yeah, th- let's keep it there. All right, well, Dr. Chris, we love you. Uh, what's coming up on your show, by the way, today? We got a lot going on. I, I'm kind of like a mishmash these days because I'm, I'm trying to bring the fun and the entertainment, but I'm also trying to like help people start off the new year with a lot of tips and tricks because much like anything, the new year starts and everyone's like, all right, I'm going to get better every year of my life. I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to sleep more. I'm going to be better in my relationships. So that's kind of like what every show is right now. It's mm-hmm. just kind of like hitting some of the basics and giving Got us all it. a little bit of a, a reminder. Amazing. So, but great hanging out with you guys. Yes. Hanging out with you. We, we miss get you. you more often. That was uh, Dr. Chris Donahue again. Check him out on Loveline right after our show, Monday through Thursday, right here on Channel Q. Yes, yes. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We talk about a lot of OnlyFans stories, you know, moms that are OnlyFans, and then the school finds out, and then their child's uh, children are kicked out. You know, there's a lot about their stories that have come up. This one takes the cake, right? A father and son are coming together to make a fortune on OnlyFans, Sharing naked photos of themselves hanging out together. Who, I'm, I can't wait to have a team meeting to think about, to ask who thought this story was great. I find this interesting. This is weird. Yeah, that's the point. What? I don't care about the incest story. It's not. Well, that's the, that's the big conversation. Is this too much? I mean, I at first when I saw this, I was like, is it a father and daughter? Which would be totally, I think, weird. Uh, it's still weird. Is it weird with... Uh, two men. Yes. Would it be you weird with two weird? women if it was a mom and a daughter? Yes. You don't think you don't think two men is weird? Like a, fa- a father and a son? An actual father and a son? We're talking about genetically bonded. Well, yeah, but they're not doing anything together. They're just like posing naked. That's what, you know, a lot of beaches around the world, not in America, have nude beaches and people just run but around naked in front of he, each other. why would he, why, something in the water ain't right. <laughs> And I don't understand why. I mean, he's quoted in the New York Post saying, we've never seen each other naked. The most he's seen, shown on my page is his his butt. 
Oh. And he says he keeps his eyes to the camera when they oh, post. Oh, so they don't actually look. But then there's there are but pictures. Of, so, yeah, here's the thing. It's not like they're just like, oh, we're on the beach together, la-di-da, or us just hanging out watching TV together. We happen to be naked. They are in like an intimate, like no father and son take a shower together in like a small closed space. Maybe if you're the gym shower. This is where it gets a bit weird because you know. It's the whole thing is weird. We, I'm sorry. Well, I'm also triggered because, you know, if if you know me personally, you know, uh, you know, there was, remember the, a guy I was dating? I don't want to say their name, uh-huh. of course. Um, but the reason why I stopped dating them uh-huh. is because they revealed to me that they were in an incest story. Well, they had, they had been with story. someone. They were that, with their cousin. Yeah, that oh, they weren't with them anymore. They had. A they thing. were with their cousin. Okay. But this they person, were in a full the difference is, there is, is no difference. they're not doing anything intimate together in that way. And they're, he's twenty-seven, and his dad is whatever age. Who knows? I mean, is this a bonding thing? Does this bring them together? No, this is weird. I don't like this because it's also really harmful in the sense of like when when people are homophobic and like I'm about to be real here. When people are homophobic and they are trying to like talk down about the queer community and like when they try to conflate pedophilia and they try to conflate all these awful things yeah. with uh, pe- like us as a culture and who we like who we are. This is like an issue for me. Like I don't like that. I don't I don't like that people are seeing this and then they're you know they can use this as a further excuse to deal legitimize our experience and our queerness and 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 co- try to connect it to something that is just downright wrong in my opinion like it really is it's not okay i, I get everybody it. got their kinks cute for you but like this is weird well for these two it doesn't it's not a kink for them i mean they're it clearly doing it is. no they're doing it because of the money listen I'm this guy is taking in Forty There's not enough money to pose new. Forty thousand a month. Okay, sure. Go po- go pose new with your daddy. No, that's different. It's me well, and my it dad. Different? Well, same. You could say there's the, the same gender. What's, thing. How's it yeah, different? I, know. Uh, I think it's different, but yeah, I wouldn't do that. You don't think it's different? Well, how's it different? For it's some just... reason, it's like I hung out naked with my mom. What? <laughs> like we change in front of each other. What? <laughs> we when when you have you've never well, I guess no of course you, not. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of times daughters and moms... I feel like my eyes are burned off (laughs) when I see my mom's breast. Well... You know, like when I was young, yeah. But people that have close now relationships younger, with their same sex, usually most of the time, their same sex parent. Their same sex parent typically, I would say, a lot of people, including if you're close with them, you get undressed together. You may be doing your makeup. You're naked. Like it's not weird, but you're not necessarily posing. I, I, I don't know. I, that feels a little weird to me. No, a lot of mothers and daughters, even as adults, being open and like what? changing in front of each other. That's I need somebody to call. It. What's the what's the hotline number? Because <laughs> I don't know if th- that is necessarily true. <laughs> we went from yes, it is. I think of people that are close with each other have changed in front of each other. Then even what? As but so why do you feel like it's I wouldn't different? take a picture together? Why do you feel it? You feel like I it's wouldn't do that in front of my dad. It's different. I have that relationship with my mom. Not you. Like a lot of times, I would change in front of my gay friends, gay guy friends, or my girlfriends. Yeah, you change in front of me, but I wouldn't necessarily even kind of I typically wouldn't go out of my way to like just like run around naked in front of my male friends who are straight but these are I'm assuming two queer men no these are not two queer men oh they're straight yeah they're straight father and son how did who said they were straight? I mean I think just exactly you said you think (laughs) You don't know that. Anyway, but it's you know weird. What I'm this is very, very strange, and I don't agree with it. And honestly, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to. 
like I said, every show we find out more <laughs> trauma. No, it's normal. <laughs> we find out more. Nudity isn't bad. I'm just saying, no, like, or, 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 or being open and being with each other as like, uh, you know, being with someone you love or you care about. Or maybe I'm just too southern and Christian. It, perhaps, and I'm a bit more European vibe because uh-uh, I know honey. I'm not alone. But going Keep on OnlyFans, on. taking it a bit too far. I hope they have some sort of agreement, verbal or otherwise. <laughs> Let us know what you think at Please. LGT Show. Wow, a lot coming out in these segments today. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. We're wrapping up the show as we always do with our Yaz Queen of the Day. Yes, Queen. So there is now a Betty White challenge. Uh, what? That's yeah, fine. fans of the late Betty White have found a great way to honor her. It's an online event set for January 17th on what would have been her 100th birthday. And the social media challenge encourages people to donate $5 to animal rescues or shelters in her name. Wow. Are you kidding me? So what's the challenge? Is like doing, going to do that in other... Yeah. It's like encouraging people to donate. And then I I would assume like posting it, hashtag Betty White challenge. Like I donated $5, you know, continue doing it yourself or something like that. Betty most definitely did love her animals. I know. It's very sad. Yeah. But a great way to honor her. And yeah, I, you know what? It's so interesting because right before the holidays, we even talked about this movie screen that was going to happen on her 100th birthday. And I wonder if it's still continuing. Remember oh, when, I hope it is. Maybe you weren't in the studio. Maybe it could have been with Sharp. I don't, yeah, we I we don't talked about when that. they announced it. And so I remember when she passed, I was like, oh, I wonder what they're going to do yeah. about that. At any rate, I'm sure she will be celebrated by everyone on that day. So a Yaz Queen to Betty White, as always, and all the fans that are continuing her legacy. Mm-hmm. Yes, Queen. And that does it for our show today, but we're back tomorrow same time, live here on Channel Q, 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific, 5 to 9 p.m. Eastern. On tomorrow's show, uh, we're going to be talking about dry January, the best way to cut back on drinking. I mean, it's mid... No, it's the beginning of January still. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was mid-January already. We're no, in the first please, week. Don't rush it, please. I want I don't want it to be like 2021 where it was like you blinked and it was the end of the year. Right. And why you shouldn't try to go viral in 2022. Ah, well, Cher, that's for you. <laughs> that's on tomorrow's show. If you miss any of our shows or interviews, we post everything as a podcast. Just go to the Odyssey app or where podcasts are available and search Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan. We are sending you love and light. And honey, remember to slay. Now stick around for Loveline with Dr. Chris right after this. Bye, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 